Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. That was yesterday here at Radio Row, and it made a little bit of a stir. I retweeted the video with, that's a shame. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got my water. That's all that mattered Thank to me. You. I was very thirsty. We had been working hard, and I needed some water. <laughs> you fell. There was nothing I could do. I'm I'm plugged into, oh, there's Chris Sims working on a Friday, and he falls <laughs> off the stage as he works on a Friday. Yes. It's a rare Friday for Chris Sims. Are you okay? Five straight days? Hey, for the Super Bowl, I'll do it. All right? For being here with you, I'll do it. Did you feel anything when it was time to get out of bed this morning? Because you know how that goes. Right. Wait till the morning. Right. You're not going to be able to get out of bed. How'd you feel? I felt good. I was good to go. You, you know? rolled into it. I rolled into it. Fortunately, nobody was down there. Seriously. Because I saw in the well, video. Well, first off, people don't it. know. It well, broke. That's for, where the first thing I'd like people to know. Fortunately, you didn't land on anyone yes, who was down there. Right. There were people in the splash zone, the Chris right. Sims splash zone, and this big leg goes flying through the air so it it could have been a lot worse not just for you but for anybody who happened to take an an air jordan or a lebron to the face (laughs) no doubt yes i'm wearing my uh zions right now my air zion williamson but there's the leg (laughs) i would like people to know that the back little like metal thing there that you see it broke this section i had my foot resting on it and there's wires here so i rested my foot and then the thing, I put a little too much weight, and it went. And then I thought I was going to be okay. That's what's funny is I remember it collapsing. I was like, I'll be okay. But then it totally collapsed, and I'm not good enough athlete anymore, Mike. Yeah, and Miles, the tech manager, made his way over to make the save and to check on him. And, of course, they repaired this. So there have been no further mishaps today. But the day is young. There can be more. And we would love to have a part two oh, thanks. of Chris falls Great. off the stage and emerges unscathed. Thank you, Brent. Okay, so... It's the last day of Super Bowl week. We're here in Phoenix. We're live on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, Sky Sports NFL. We're usually live on Friday. We're live all week on Sky. And they have added a disclaimer 
we've tweeted out the image. Did you see this? No. Strong language. Oh, I've heard. May I've occur heard. on this program, and it's the fancy British program. <laughs> it's not good enough. P R O G R A M. They add the M E at the oh, end. Oh wow! Because that's fancy. Right. And I like it. I'm well, not being. I'm not being snarky language, and critical. So maybe they they're got allowed it right, to add any letters they want. You can add a U mm-hmm. after an O if you want to. You can say schedule if you want to. Whatever you do, it's fine with us. But they do have the course language warning now that we're live. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's you got to be careful. That doesn't mean you should partake. I, I, won't, I won't do anything crazy, at least not here, like, deliberately. I, I can't guarantee it, but that's why we got the warning there. They know better now. Uh, they know. Ever since we went to digital, we get a little more loose-lipped yes, at times. Yes, we have. We yeah. have. Well, and we... we we're like a two-year-old testing the boundary, right? <laughs> we are a you see what you can get away with. Yeah. So you drop an S-bomb. Nobody says anything. What do you do? You drop another one. Right. You drop an F-bomb from time to time. Nobody says anything. So either they're not watching, which is entirely possible, or or it's too late now. The, <laughs> yeah. the horse is out of the barn right. or the barn is out of the horse. Whichever <laughs> way that goes, that's where it is. Okay. So uh, we've got, by the way, coming up, a great conversation. With Sean Payton. Yeah. Great conversation with Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Great conversation with George Kittle. Right. Great conversation with Michael Parsons and great conversation with Brian Williams. And we appreciate very much that they come the willingness and they don't cancel of folks on us to show up, to cancel on a timely basis if they can't make it, to not be petty at all and get in a position where personal biases get in the way of what may be in the client's best interest. Because I would say that for any player in the NFL, yeah. and this is nothing against any other show that's out there, right. because there are great shows out there, great networks, great hosts, but you and I have developed a chemistry between us that translates to when we bring a third person on, we have a fun conversation, yep. a real conversation, and the guest is comfortable saying something that doesn't hurt the guest. Right. Because I think what happens is people get caught up in cliches because they're afraid they're going to say something that hurts them. They say something meaningful that doesn't hurt them because we're not trying to set them up to say something that's against their interests. We're trying to show empathy, compassion, humanity, and get away from the robots we see in uniform. And it's hard not to look at these guys as cyborgs out on the field with all the gear. And when you see them walk by before a game, it's intimidating. Here, they look like us. They're dressed like us, some better than others, Definitely. some better than us, most better than us. But it gives them a, a chance to have a real conversation, and we appreciate that. And we appreciate the folks that, that make their clients available, the players who show up, and the, the folks who, you know, don't cancel, like, yeah, as the two interview minutes is supposed before to start, right? Yeah. That's some BS, right, right. Kind of a high-level quarterback that did that to us in their camp, and we won't go That's into okay. the names. That's You're okay. Right. We won't right, go into right, names. Right, right. I'm, the one that, I'm the one Either that led way, you down we don't that care. Path. We had fun. We're good. And we're, we're having a blast right now. And then, I mean, we got plenty of stuff to talk about anyways. And we had great interviews, so who gives a damn? Let's go on and let's be happy. All right, so awards handed out last night. The NFL Honors now. PFT handed out its awards weeks ago when people actually cared. That's one of the beefs I have. Even though we're voters, the one criticism I have is by the time the awards come out, nobody really cares anymore. Right. At least it's not Saturday night when we're really locked into the Super Bowl. But the Thursday night thing, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of stale by now. Yeah. And, and I watched some of the show. The show was pretty good. Kelly Clarkson, great job hosting. Did you see Kirk O'Chains out there trying to sing? I, I did not. I've, I've heard about it, but I, it I have not. It wasn't as bad right. as I thought. Like somebody said to me. I saw Kittle singing. So, somebody texted that, that Cousins was horrible singing, so I had no expectations. He really wasn't that bad. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything. I mean, wouldn't that, what, 
Isn't that what we would want? We well, would and then when Kelly Clarkson bad? is the one that follows with yeah. the second verse of the song, it's right. always, always going to seem not quite worse. as good. Right. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Right. But uh, as expected, Patrick Mahomes wins his second MVP award. He last won it in 2018, and he's now hoping to be the first MVP winner in the regular season win a Super Bowl since Kurt Warner in 1999. And there's a graphic of all the awards winners. Justin Jefferson, who was the Offensive Player of the Year, also finished fifth in the MVP voting. This is the first year that all the voters voted for five, not just one. If it was one, the only names you would have heard was Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Those were the three who got first-place votes. But there were 16 names in all. Jefferson was the highest non-quarterback on the list. So a nice little distinction for him. Definitely is. I mean, we know how special he is, certainly. Uh, And, yeah, he deserved to be in that MVP conversation. I mean, again, most valuable player. Man, the Vikings aren't where they were without Justin Jefferson and the magic he created. You know, the other one, the one that I'm, I guess, I wasn't sure about the most out of that group right there. I think it went pretty much chalk uh, for, for what I thought. The one I wasn't sure about was Offensive Rookie of the Year. That was one where I thought, well, I don't know. Uh, Brock Purdy, the way he played, that's who I voted for, Mike. You know, again, I know it wasn't a full season, but, you know, we discuss this a lot. It's the quarterback position. He took over a team that's good, yes, but he was a, you know, a, a, a third-string quarterback, a rookie at that. And then to play the way he did and to lead his team to victories the way they did, or he did, I should say, yeah, I thought Brock Purdy might have had a chance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. That was the one I was like, ooh, I wonder who will win that one. I kind of felt like I knew all the other ones. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. we had a strong sense of where it was all heading. Comeback Player of the Year with Geno Smith. Yeah. It's a weird one. Look, I get it. They, they are going to eventually have, I believe, a separate category for Most Improved Player and Comeback Player because right, right now it's all in one bucket. And there's no definition. We voted this year. There was no pamphlet as to what you can and can't do. The only limitation was, and we talked about this with Brian Robinson, who hear it later in the program, I tried to put him on my ballot. You got three names that you can put on for Comeback Player of the Year because he was shot in August. He was shot. Well, rookies aren't eligible for Comeback Player of the Year because they haven't played in the NFL yet. Well, I mean, come on. It It makes no sense because Comeback is Comeback, and there's otherwise no instruction. What are you coming back from? And... You know, we've seen this before. Matthew Stafford, when he was comeback player of the year in 2011, it was his third season. What's he coming back from? Yeah. He just had his first good year. He had a breakout year. He was most improved player. Yeah, I got you. Geno Smith, most improved player. That's why I think Christian McCaffrey should have been the comeback player. He came back from a couple of years with significant injuries, and he went to San Francisco, and he was awesome from the get-go. Yeah, he was. And you could also make the argument, who else out there that had a torn ACL last year that came back this year? Saquon is Saquon Barkley is one who could have been a comeback player. So I think they do need to have another category. Comeback player, most improved player. Yeah. Geno Smith, comeback player this year. It's, yeah, and, and I he's got no problem. He's better than he's ever been. He's not coming back to anything. Well, he was he's coming back from been. the dead. I think that's yeah, you true. know he's coming back from the dead a little bit. But I, I understand there. There's a, you're right. There's some distinction there that I think deserves a little conversation and maybe iron that out a little bit. Uh, but but at the end of the day, for the way it is right now, I am happy to see him get it. You know, we talked about. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a guy that I think in a lot of ways kind of got an early career, unfair shake, okay, did a, maybe an immature thing in the locker room and went up to the biggest, toughest guy and said, give me, you know, my effing money or whatever, right? And okay, that got him punched in the face. He got kind of put, you know, in a bad spot publicly, perception-wise, everything, and never got the opportunities 
and became like, oh, Geno Smith, oh, gosh, oh, he was the Giants, he was the Jets, it wasn't good. And, you know, either way, I'm happy for him is what I'm going to say. He deserves some recognition for that, that story from where he was to what he did this year and what we heard from Tyler Lockett yesterday and all of that. Uh, it was, it's pretty awesome. So good for Geno Smith, I will say that. Brian Dayball, Coach of the Year, the first season with the New York Giants. And Coach of the Year, say this all the time. There's no real formula for it. It's just kind of a loose understanding of what the expectations were for yeah. a team going in and where they end up. That's why the best coaches never win it unless they do something ridiculous like undefeated Bill yeah, Belichick right. in 2007 because we just assume every year their teams are going to be, be good. We assume they're going to be in the playoffs. When you take a Giants team that felt like it had nothing right. and didn't have enough of an opportunity to really turn it around and he takes them to the playoffs right. in a tough division exactly. where you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys, that is what gets Brian Dayball the nod. I'm happy to see him get it. I mean, I think he is really deserving. I mean, I mean, how could he not be? I mean, all the things you said and then also turned around the career of Daniel Jones, which I think is also part of the reason why he wins this. But, yeah, we thought they had no chance to get where they eventually got to. And even when things were good and the record was positive i mean the giants are one of those teams a little bit like the vikings where you're just like I, you know i don't really know how they're doing this they're just, they're not that talented but it was the coaching the quarterback whisperer brian dayball him and mike kafka running an offense that was exactly right for what they had and they didn't try to do too much and and risk you know losing the game with a dumb play or dumb turnovers defense played really good and it was the same story there i mean the hiring of Wink Martindale as D coordinator. It's a bunch of guys that, yeah, some good players on the defense, but certainly no superstars. Uh, Brian Dayball, very deserving. I wonder how close that one was between him, Doug Peterson. You know, Kyle Shanahan's Shanahan. another one that I think should have been right up there in the combo. Uh, I, I wonder how close that was. I haven't heard that one. I came close to making Kyle number one. Right. I went Brian Dayball, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McDermott. Right. Because I think McDermott did a masterful job dealing with very high expectations yeah. that I think were crippling early in the year. It was just too much. Right. And they worked through so much adversity, start to finish, culminating in the DeMar Hamlin situation on January 2nd that I thought McDermott deserved some consideration. But this was a tough year. There were so many there was, there coaches was a lot of that deserving you could put ones. on that right. three-person ballot. Yeah, agreed. And, 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 and full transparency, I, I picked Shanahan first. I went Shanahan. Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson in my voting. That's how I kind of played it out. I just thought Shanahan with some of the curveballs he was throwing and things like that, that you know, and, and the, the way they won with a third-string quarterback was just very impressive. But either way, all were deserving. It was really cool to see. Offensive Rookie of the Year was Garrett Wilson. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Sauce Gardner. That's not a surprise. Not Sauce Gardner. Although Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to join us later, isn't that weird? The NF, like the NFL at some point made – it's official awards, the AP awards. And they, they started the honors show like 2011 in Indianapolis. Right. I think that was the first year. So the NFL doesn't have an MVP. It's the AP MVP. The NFL doesn't have Offensive Player of the Year. It's the AP. But the NFL has a Global Rookie of the Year. Right. And Aiden Hutchinson won it. Yes. But the official NFL awards, Offensive and Defensive, it's Sauce Gardner on defense and Garrett Wilson on offense. It's just, there's a weird it's disconnect. A weird. Did he get honored last night, Aiden Hutchinson? I didn't watch I, the whole show. I don't know show, if he so did or know. didn't, but 
but he yesterday it was a big deal and he had the trophy yeah and it's the and pepsi sponsors it right. but it's the nfl rookie of the year yeah. so there's a rookie of the year that's the more prestigious one it's like mvp or offensive player defensive you're the player. overall rookie of the year yeah. but but yeah it's just it's a strange disconnect right. and and of course it's sponsored so the nfl is not going to just rip it up and throw it away so uh that's just kind of the way it is the other thing that i like from last night right the rushing title every year yeah, is named for Jim Brown. Yes. Because we've been talking about the upper room to the Hall of Fame. And right. obviously, the first running back into that upper room would be Jim Brown. Right. So, and I hope they do it with other, you know, sacks. Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor Award, or right. Reggie White, Even though whatever. he didn't have the record, whatever. Right. Lawrence Taylor right. would be the guy that you right. name the sacks record right. for. And, yeah, or Reggie White. Well, that's true. <laughs> Good luck. Reggie might Good have luck to go picking there. One. Yeah. That's a tough one, uh, right. But receiving, Jerry Rice, yeah. whatever. Although, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we're seeing that happen in other sports, Different, right? They're giving like, the NBA, I think they're giving the MVP award. They're calling it the Michael Jordan Award now. And if now. you really wanted to do it, you right. could do most passing yards. You most could. touchdowns. Right. The Marino the Award. The Brett Favre Award for the most interceptions. <laughs> That's what you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I mean, I, I think there is something to that. And I think it's another great way to pay homage if you're not to the great have stars room, of the sport. If you're not going to have enough room, you do that. Yeah. Start I, naming stuff for the all-time greats. Yeah, I, I, I like that. So that, I'm with I, you there, heard, Mike. You know, nice I don't want to get off topic, but I heard Peter talking to Deion Sanders about this yesterday. Yeah. And we played some of Sanders' stuff. The idea, what do you do about the guys that played in the 30s, 40s, and 50s? Well, there's a certain point where you say, you know what? Football wasn't what it is back then. And, and it's great to remember those who came before. Right. But everything, kind of like in my mind, everything before the Colts Giants championship game right. that really caused the NFL to take off. Going global, that's all prologue, big country, right? right. And then you get right. into the '70s when it really took off. Monday Night Football took over baseball. It's the modern era, the Super Bowl era. I think it's fair to go Super Bowl era. I hear you. Or at the latest post-merger. And yes, all those other people had very real value to the sport, but. 50 years since the merger, I think that's fair to characterize all-time great. But that's a, that's a conversation for the offseason, and yeah. we're going to push it. We're going to push it. I'm going to keep pressing and pressing and pressing it to try to get something like that done because I believe in what Dion's saying 100%. So, we got, so, so while we're on the subject here, and I know we're going to talk about the, the new addition of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class, right, with some of the names and everything there, is there anybody in this class to you that – is a upper room guy. Joe Thomas would be the closest. I, I would I would go with Darrell Revis. Yes, too. yes, both of them. Right. I mean, Joe Thomas played all those years, all those snaps. Yep. Revis too. Revis and Joe Thomas. Re- I agree. Yeah. I mean, Joe Thomas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I Let think me he's... just say this, and I'm not going to name names. Right. Is that the full graphic? Is that, that all? 10? I think that's all of them. Ten's right. too many. Ten's too many. It's and a lot. that's that's what Dion was saying in this chair yesterday. There's a quota. There's a minimum number. Yep. They want to have guys maximize. So you get the most people possible in Canton to go to the parade and go to the game. I get it. It's a business. But there isn't an element of exclusivity. Yes. There are too many getting in. They did that thing a couple of years ago where they put in 20 because it was a centennial class. Right. No, no. And, and if you're going to do that, fine, fine. But have that upper room to truly honor the greats of the greats. Yeah. Um, because it does get diluted. Really, it does get diluted. And there's I no we way. Can, there's we can no do way. This. And I, we were joking about it yesterday yeah. with Dion, and I felt bad about it because I don't want to take shots at Phil. I love Phil. Yeah. Phil should, if, and I'm not going to name anyone specific I got on that list. Right. But there are names on there when you look at it and say, if that guy's in, why the hell isn't Phil in? Sure. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And Phil doesn't deserve to be in the upper room. I'm, I'm, we're okay with that. We're, big Phil's Just happy let with me his in. career. Let me in general admission. Well, sure. I, I mean, don't need a suite. Definitely. But, but, yeah, I think this is something that Dion is, you know, 
fan the flames a little bit. I do think this is going to become a real conversation with the Hall of Fame a little bit. I'm excited just off this, Mike, just a little ex-team in mind, Rondé Barber. Yeah. I'm really happy to see him get the recognition. He was certainly one of the best defensive players I ever played with, physically, mentally, whatever it is. And it, and, and this is where I, don't, I want people to understand this about Rondé Barber. The modern-day NFL and the way defenses are playing now, it, Rondé Barber is kind of the jump off there. A nickel safety weight he can tackle, he can cover. We don't play base defense. So that's where not only was Rondé Barber an awesome football player, he kind of invented a new position in football that's a real thing, and I think people need to recognize that. Darrell Rivas is the second-best man-to-man cover corner I ever saw in my life other than Deion Sanders, right? Every bit in the class with the Champ Baileys and the Daryl Greens and all of that, really special. Uh, and I was also happy to see Zach Thomas, who I always thought was a Hall of Famer, Mike. I didn't know if he'd get in. I didn't never thought he was a first ballot. But, Mike, he was one of those guys I got to play a few times in my life. And like Ray Lewis, not only was he awesome, but he would call plays out. Right, and then you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm a poor running back. He's he knows the play, and I'm about to say set hut, and Zach Thomas is going to be there waiting for him." And I got tremendous respect for him, so I was really happy to see him get in. Yeah, he had tried and he had tried and he right. tried and he got in. And some guys have to wait. And you know what? I know that the guys who have been frustrated by the wait, all, all except for Terrell Owens, and and he shouldn't have had to wait. No, he had he every right to be ballot. upset. Right. Most guys who have to wait when they finally get in, it's like all is well, all is forgiven, yeah. all is fine. Right. But I, I thought Terrell Owens got caught up in the politics of it. You know, look, we're, we're members of the media, and people would assume that we'll just say, well, the media should vote on this. I don't know that the media should have exclusive rights to it. I know some of the players have been involved recently, but I definitely agree with Dion's take that to determine the upper room, it should be players and players only. He said, the media, you've done your job yeah. on letting them in. Right. We'll be the ones who decides who gets to the upper room. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I got no problem with that. You know, As long as we pick the, you know, I just want to make sure there's guys even in that upper room that are picking guys. You know, the, the, those guys are really paying attention to the sport and know, too. And that know. You know? They know right. who the right. best so, are. They right. talk to each other. They're impressed by right. certain things. We they know they're all standard. in on football. And that's what we were saying yesterday. They don't want their achievements, their names, their legacies to be undermined by letting someone in who shouldn't be in. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. In this weekend's games, who are the people that you think would eventually be upper room? Ooh. We know of one. Well, yeah. Well, of two. We know, we know Mahomes, Maybe two. Mahomes and Kelsey yes. right off the bat, right? And I think those are two you look at right away. Um, mm. You know, Lane Johnson might be on that career path here. He's got a here, chance. Right? He might be. Chris Jones has a chance. Chris Jones is another one that certainly has a chance. I think those are the four guys right off the top of my head where I just go, yeah, wow. Like Fletcher Cox to me is a Hall of Fame defensive tackle. I don't know if it's upper room, but he's definitely a Hall of Fame defensive tackle for me. I'm fascinated by what yeah. Devontae Smith could do if he was fully utilized. I just feel like he gets caught up in a numbers game and they have A.J. Brown. Yeah, they can run the ball. They do everything. Yeah, right. I don't know that he'd have the durability. because yeah. we, we interviewed him last year when he was available to be here. Right. He, he wasn't a, a yeah, big he's guy. Skinny. Right. Yeah. So, but, but I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed. I mean, are we letting coaches in the well, upper room? you're right. Andy Reid, especially if he wins this one, he's in the upper room. I mean, he's probably in the upper room already. Who are the coaches that would be in the upper room? George Hallis, Don Shula, Bill Belichick. Who yeah. else? Tom Landry? I Definitely Tom Landry. Chuck Knoll? Chuck Knoll, for sure. Right? Bill, Bill Walsh. Walsh. I want to say Bud Grant, but I think right? he's standing at the doorway. I, 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 would, I would argue Parcells and even a Mike Shanahan 
That's what I would argue. Shanahan's not even in yet. I, it's, I know, but Shanahan with the two Super Bowls and all the off the ninety four offensive coordinator for the 49ers, right? He'd throw in there. Yeah, Parcells, I would definitely throw in there. Madden, John Madden, right? That's an overall upper room, right? Not for coaching. Well, that not should for be the section for, for the coach. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. He should be the guy who sits on top of Mount Olympus. He's right. Zeus. It should be the Madden the coaching fame. upper room, and yeah. that's what it should almost be. Yeah, Vince Something Lombardi like that. too. We didn't mention yeah, him. Yeah, right. We're, we're, and, we're and, sure there's a few more. And you know, we got a guest coming up who he's trying to get there. Depending upon what he does in Denver, right? He wants to get a, another ring to balance out. You'll see because we taped it earlier. We're not we're not like you know, yeah. prescient or anything like that. You'll see. The Super Bowl ring on the left hand. He wants a Super Bowl ring on the right hand, and you'll hear some great stuff, including a great story—a story I've wanted to tell for years. You, you got know the green light. It. People on the inside know about it. <laughs> One of the best things in the barn. If you've seen the video of the PFT barn, you may have just seen it in passing. I'm going to do a video next week where I really focus in on it because now the secret's out. The best thing in the barn. You're going to hear that as part of the story when Sean Payton. The new coach of the Denver Broncos joins us here in Phoenix. Super Bowl! Right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I think just trying to have an open mind to to the direction we're going, but a clear vision as to where. Open mind, clear. And then there's a little bit of old school mixed in with the new school. And so... um, I'm not the, the 31-year-old coach who's got all these. The, the, there's something I have in the back of my mind relative to how I think we need to be successful that never changes, and, and those are things that I look forward to putting in place. That was Monday. This is Friday. Here he is, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. It's going to be hard to get used to that. I typed the other night, Saints coach Sean Payton. That's what feels normal. <laughs> I just did a radio clip where, you know, he was like, hi, my name's Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, looking, uh, you know, you know, I'm close with Bill Parcells. And, and so Bill had smaller stints at a number of places and, and was fabulous wherever he went. And in this case, 16 years is, is quite a long time in our league for one team. Right, it is. And uh, 16 good years. Well, I know it had to be hard for you to walk away, but 
was it harder to walk away or harder to pick the next destination? Um, I think harder to walk away. I, I think um, <clears throat> I knew it was the right decision. I, I, man, I, I knew I needed a break. And uh, you start paying attention to things like your health and, you, you know, People would say all the time, well, you got to look at your schedule. You got to look. At the there was just a way that I'm used to doing things, and it requires this for me. It's not for everyone, and and so I felt like it was uh, a good time, and 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 it had nothing to do with well, you, we no longer have Breeze. I mean, we, that that year was a year and a half before. You know, we played other quarterbacks. It was just time, and I knew I was interested in doing the network stuff. But what's what's funny is when that begins. And you wake up the next day, you're not in that like that race that exists, right? You know, you you actually leave the racetrack. And right. so for the next year there's this two mile racetrack with lights on, you can smell the gasoline, you can hear the cars, <laughs> and they're all going. <laughs> and you know you're still drawn to it, but there's like this it's different. There's not that same sense of urgency. You're spending more time golfing. You're doing these other things. Right. I struggle without the itinerary, really. Like, we're, we're so institutionalized with schedule. Right. You're and, like, I have free time? What do yeah, I do with and this? then I'm not good. And then pretty soon my wife looks at me like, <clears throat> we're not going to do this for the next 300 days, are we? Like, <laughs> right. This isn't the current plan, right? <laughs> and so... So when does it hit? Like, it, when did it hit where you were like, I'm itching and, okay, yeah, i got to get back in that race? Throughout the season, you yeah. know, working Sundays was great. Um, I would say this, that group. Uh, Howie and man, Jimmy. And, and both groups, I worked with both shows, but the, uh, com- the camaraderie and the culture that existed there. We had a dinner last night. They're doing, we, we do the Super Bowl. This is my last week. I'm working, right. you know, with, with the Super Bowl. And, and they've got that figured out. Like, I see the things that are important with Eric Shanks and Bill and, you know, the producers and, and then everyone involved in, in that production is special. Um, but I think I was only getting it Sunday. It was just Sunday, man. My clothes were laid out Saturday. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. wait to be there 5 right. a.m. <laughs> and I'd stay till like the last one uh, in the building <laughs> and you got your football fix in the green room. But I, I think this, you can have your perfect Sunday, your narrative hits, you know, it might be we're talking about the defense, the, yeah. the score fits. Right. Everything you hit on. Everything kinda, I said, it came yeah, to fruition. And then you, you get in your car and you drive home. Right. And it still doesn't replace the feeling of that racetrack when I you bet. win. I know. And so ultimately it's like I, I want to go back. And so, all right, here it is. The first morning after you take that job, you're back on this. Like, all right, what do, everyone else is 31 other teams are going. I've got to go, and there's a completely different sense of urgency then to your day. Right. And, it, it, like, everyone else is going now. And so, man, we got to hire a staff. Um, we got to do all these things. We're a little bit behind. We've got to – and so, um, I, I think – look, I think the biggest motivating factor for any of us and all of us is fear of failure. Like, that's, that's pretty yeah, powerful. I hear you. It gets me up every day. Right? Right. It How does. are you juggling it now, though? Because you're four days in, but you've still got to take care of business at Fox. Yeah, that was easy, and we talked about that. I first talked with Eric at Fox. I said, hey, I want to make sure. I don't want to assume that you want me. But maybe you feel like there's a... He said, no, absolutely. He said, this year, the fans have been able to get a, a deeper insight as to... We, we, they'd ask me on air, what do you think? And I'd tell them, this is what I think is important. I might do this. Um, and... I'm basically in a hotel room here 
somewhere in Scottsdale with a with a laptop. My wife is my assistant with the because I can accept a Zoom meeting. I have no idea how to initiate one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, yeah. you know how to send the email out to everybody and do all that. Again. I had a bad yesterday. Was a t- Ronald Curry and I were scheduled for this Zoom and and it was twenty minutes delayed. Uh, Pretty soon he invited me because she was she was it was the only one she wasn't in the be- you know, the room. Oh right. So. A lot of Zoom interviews, coaching staff interviews, all of that, uh, and and then what? What are the you know Fox meetings? And so it, it works. It works easily. It's right like now. regular season, or maybe not yeah. even quite as intense. And that's one thing I wanted to bring up to you. I've been carrying this around for years, and we first got to know each other in the aftermath of a certain league matter a decade or so ago. That you and I, I think, were the only two in the country that were on the same page about that thing, and that's how we kind of got talking and we've interviewed you many times I was over on the, the page years. too I just wasn't with you guys to know about right it. right okay so <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah he was still playing or coaching you were yeah. in New England right uh, so you can relate but uh, anyway the the idea of detail and we've been talking about this and we've been singing your praises I don't know if your ears have been burning but through this whole process how you pay attention to detail and how all the time that's spent watching film just grinding and grinding and we were having a conversation on the phone during the 2018 season and I made that comment to you I love the fact that you have as much time as you want to spend as long as you're willing to go without sleep and food and anything else just looking and searching for any little idea that can make a difference and something happened after that that I have a memento in my barn that is the only priceless thing in there that can't be replaced I I I want you to tell that story all right so here's the thing and and I'm going to use a couple quick analogies first um, if you get a chance ever to golf at Augusta, that's it, one of those, or go, go to Disney. Right. When you listen to them talk about the experience, they, they look at the player experience, the media experience, the fan experience, the sponsor experience, the caddy experience, and then they go about saying, how do we make those six groups, how do we make those experiences better than, and they think all the time. It's, it's, it's a constant, all right, you're an attorney. You, you have a law degree. Uh, and let's say the, the, the big day is Friday. Man, we are constantly looking at, are we missing anything? Because here's why. We can reference three years ago when we found something on Wednesday that helped make a difference in, in what we were doing. And so when that happens to you as a coach, when you put your plan together, and we're not talking about it never – but I, I, I don't like the saying, the hay is in the barn. Yeah. It's never in the never. barn. Never. There's more, something start. more. Yeah. So you're looking and you're looking. And right. look, we played the Colts one year, and we had a fake field goal in. I really didn't like how we were blocking it. We made a change Saturday morning. The only problem is it had to be on the right hash. And, and I thought, well, it has to be on the right hash. And we had like a third and seven, you know, on the 28-yard line, 26-yard line. And I remember beeping into breeze saying look you're gonna hate me for this call just trust me <laughs> and we ran a toss play on to, third and six and it put right. it on the right hash right. and Dries <laughs> looking at me I'm like get ready you're going back out there we're running this fake field goal <laughs> and we ran the fake field goal so but when something when you notice something later in the week you apply it in your game and then you rec- like that field goal was was important because it led to a touchdown and you know what we won by six points in that game yeah right so then there's an there's an, a certain amount of pressure then to like, am I missing anything? And so Mike's story was, was, was pretty funny. It was, it was later in the week and we were playing the Vikings Sunday night football. I remember it. Well, we're going to win this game. Um, and it's earlier in the season and late in the week, 
and it wasn't in, you know, it wasn't Chris in the cutups that we had. It wasn't in the recent season that we had. Right. It was. It was like. It was like last year. You were yeah, like, let me go was, see them. We're going back a year. Right. We're watching the Patriots one run this play. It was pretty clever. It was right. an empty set, short motion, turbo motion, catch flip. It's it's one of your perfect plays for the quarterback because it counts as a forward yeah, pass. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm and great it, quarterback rating. Yeah, yeah. And, and if and if it's dropped, it's not fumbled. It's incomplete. And I remember seeing it, and they ran it as a two-point play. They were running it against a different team, not the Vikings. Right, it was the Bears. Right. It was the Bears. And so we're just studying a scheme, and I'm like, well, there's some similarities to what we're seeing here. And so we put that in on a Saturday morning as an additional five-in play, five yards in play. You know, I always love when we discuss analytics, and there's only two things we talk about. Go for it on fourth down or two-point plays, and it's, it's crazy. There's like a hundred other things, things that, that go into that. Yeah, analytics, right. though. There's a hundred other analytic uh, uh, examples. And so... Sure enough, in that game, and so what I did was I I drew the, <laughs> I drew the play, put it in an envelope, and I sent it to him, and I said this just just remember I sent this to you. Right now I, I'm not forgetting Mike's in a cabin in West Virginia on East, <laughs> he's on East Coast time, right? And so Sunday night football, it gets a little past his bedtime, <laughs> and here it is the first drive though, right? And we get to a third and three at the three, right? And Here's the other thing. When when you come up with something that you like and have a conviction for it, like you're opening that present. Yeah. And so we, we talk about two-point plays. Like when would I ever – let's say that's a two-point play also. But, well, if I if that's my favorite play inside the three, I'm going to score six yeah, with it. Yeah, forget the two points. forget the yeah, two, right? right, right. So it's not like we always have a surplus of two-point plays. Sometimes we, we utilize a few of them. And so, boom, catch, snap, tuck. Here goes Kamara, touchdown, well blocked, and I'm fired up. But I'm also fired up because I'm like, I called this. I guarantee you Florio saw it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw it live. It was yeah. when you called me at 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I called, and I yeah. was sleeping in a hotel room in Connecticut because we've been working all day at yeah. NBC. And I pick up my phone and it says, Sean Payton. I said, son of oh, yeah. Well, I guess he used the play. <laughs> so, and, and I remember drawing it. And, and so when you draw a lot, it, your, your font's good. You can, you know, your circles are yeah, good. And good coaches and are so amazing. I, I are love amazing. that it's, I love that it still sits somewhere. It's in plastic. It's the centerpiece on a, on a ledge in my barn. And, uh, I've, and it's always a, conversation point when somebody yeah, new comes but I've, never, bit, I've never talked about it publicly it's the, the little things that matter yeah. and so it's, it's great proof of that well yeah but one quick just off of that like when was it during the week that you found you had your best ideas like Gruden was early in the morning in peace and quiet I yeah. had coaches a beer late at night they'd come up no, with crazy mine, ideas mine always look this was me and right wrong or it just was me I man Mondays were Mondays are chaos for the for the head coach and the team right. because you're looking Last at the game, game film. You got game. oh two more guys that are hurt that you weren't really sure were hurt. You're bringing in guys for workouts. Mm. Um, Mondays the sky's falling, regardless of if you yeah. won or lost. Monday and then Tuesday you're on the plan. For me, Wednesdays, Thursdays, evenings late. That's when you got to like, were you sit around with other coaches or were you by yourself? It'd or? be it'd be well, it'd come out of the coaching meeting. Right. Let's say that ended at midnight or right. and then I'd go into my office and then put the film on. I'd burn a few candles and then just start and then so later in the week for me uh it was just 
So it's it, relaxed, quiet time at nighttime when all of a sudden you week, start to go. This yeah. is yeah. But this one in specific, we were on the phone, and I was saying, I do love the fact that you have as much time as you want to spend to look for whatever. That's you right. said, you're making me nervous. i got to go. And then 10 minutes later, you call back and said, I found something that's going to work. Right. And that's where it all came from. Right. And, I, and here's the thing. Um, everything, everything's efficiency, right? You, you don't want to have to go far to get a cup of ice or you know my problem is i like drinking regular soda coke pepsi Mountain i like Dew. you get him he's on this diet crap yeah. all the time get so him off of it it could be orange soda grape soda and so <laughs> um you know the candles burning a cup of uh, a can of coke on ice and and then you're just you, you've got just time and you're looking at it um and so look the restroom's right around the corner there's everything is near you and because once again, I'm get, I'm going back to the attorneys a week away. Um, they know that they've had late in the week opportunities to find something that matter, and so that weighs on you until yeah. you get to the event, and because right. you know it matters. Right. Right. Russell Wilson, your quarterback now. What's the number one thing you're looking forward to working on him about? Well, I, I would say this. Um, first off, when you finish. Five and twelve, and, and there's dirt on a lot of people's hands, and, and we focus a lot on the quarterback and the head coach, certainly. Um, but I think I think there are a few things uh, we have to improve the run game. That has to be the special teams were awful. Um, so I'm going to hit on these other things and then get back to Russell. The the two greatest allies for good quarterback play are good defense and a run game. Yeah. Um, how do we take the quarterback off the high dive? Uh, if he's up there too often, it's going to be hard to produce. He's going to have to climb up there six, eight times a game. Right. You know, he's going to be third and eight in, in a must-have it. You know, and then two-minute drill, he's going to be goal to go on a five. You know. But you don't want to live up there. No, we don't want to live up yeah, there. No right. one does. Right. Not even with the, the, the greatest guys. Mahomes. Yeah, that's that's right. 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 So then secondly, what are the things that I think we think he does well? And, and I think they struggled finding those last year. I'll be honest. I said it on air and, right. and I'm not trying to upset anyone, but our jobs are to, to figure out what these guys do well and then have them do that. And so I don't like singing, but if I go to a karaoke bar, I, I want to at least know the words to a song and, and not try to do something outside my box. So why don't more coaches do that though? Cause well, that's good coaching, but it seems like people are stuck to their system and they won't, they yeah. won't deviate from it. I th- look, it's a good question. Um, those are things you learn from guys like Parcells, you know, so not everyone has the same bloodlines, right. but defensively, um, if we just play our defense, well, what if this, what if this, what if this tight end for the Chiefs, all right, it, Belichick, we played Belichick, we, Jimmy Graham was rolling one year, it was f- fantastic, it was yeah. 2013, Right. we were 5-0, uh, and oh. we had just beaten the Bears, we're going to New England, we know it's going to be a tough game, Right. and I'm telling you, he put a keep to leave on Graham on every play. And then he took his outside backer to that side and turned and reroute. And so when I, Jimmy Graham had more attention on him. And I know what Bill was thinking. If I can eliminate that option, because there was so much production coming from that player. And so are you willing to do that defensively? Or are you just going to play your under and over fronts and play your coverage and then just die lift? slowly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the ability on defense to take a player out of the game. Uh, there's some defensive coaches in this league that can do it, and there are others that refuse to try. They'll, they'll 
they'll throw the ball and scout team to this guy, and they'll say, this is what we got to do within our – but there's certain things coverage-wise that some guys just aren't familiar with, and so it's, it's the answer to your question. I'm not familiar with it, so I don't want to talk, discuss, or install it. And generally, that's a lack of experience. What, what about your year off? Just anything that you're going to change to yourself, like where you self-scout thyself a little bit, where you go, you know, I yeah, might want to. I, I, um, that's a good question. I think the longer you do this, the wiser you get. And, right. and you, you, uh, you become smart with your battery life. You know, my son's real good at video games, and you know, you're always looking at the battery life. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I first started in 06, you know, I burn battery life sometimes on things that I realize now that, that are, it's that not as important. important. Right. Yeah, it's not right. as important. Right. So um, that's one thing. And then, uh, you know, try to get a half hour sweat in three times a week. Just yeah, clear just the brain. So, just so you don't die in the office one day yeah. with a clicker in your hand and a great idea. <laughs> Although, swear, would you rather die? I mean, right. Really. If uh, you're going to go, it's, that's the well, place to go. You just want to make sure the play's drawn out because it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that movie uh, – waking Ned Devine who won the lottery in Ireland and he was the old man in the lazy boy and in the lottery hit a you know it was like five number. million pounds right he was on the tv screen he won and he passed away with the lottery ticket in his hand uh, right of course <laughs> yeah right and so there was a rule evidently if the if the winner was deceased that went back into the next week's so this little town his, his two buddies found the lottery ticket and they said well the we're not gonna. We're not gonna turn. It. So then it was like waking Ned Divine. That gradually the secret expanded. Twenty-eight residents of the town. Right. We're gonna collect this money and pretend he was alive still. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Zebra Technologies collecting a little money from them as you do every year, spreading the word about what they yeah, do. What's going on? It's simple. Um, so I don't think a lot of people know this, but for nine years they've been with the NFL. They just extended an agreement on Wednesday. Um, they're the player tracking system. But let's go back. Every day we go to the store, we swipe uh, our groceries. That barcode is Zebra. That's what they do. They're in Walmart. They're in, you name it, they're in every grocery store. Anytime someone's scanning something and giving you a price. So they've begun to put that in the shoulder pads. They started primarily for in-game production content value. How fast is this guy going? 21 miles an hour. My son. So this next-gen stats is Zebra. I began looking at it more for soft tissue injuries. So I can look at data, basically a practice. I can see how far guys are moving. Right. Um, if I say I want to reduce a practice, I could say in the old days you'd cut out the time, but you still don't have a tangible way to measure. You know, receivers six miles on an average two-a-day practice. Yeah. Brandon Cook's at eight miles. Why is that? Right. Well, he's doing these other things. He's doing things. the post routes and, and some but, of the... But all of a sudden, yeah. he's got a hamstring issue. Uh, so right. it's, it's being a little bit more exact. Right. Um, the chip's in the football now. You know, does it cross the goal line or not? I know this drives you guys oh, crazy. Oh, come yes. on. But think about this for a second. Right. When you shoot an NBA jump shot... Right. ...and it comes off of your hand and you, you see the shot clock light the back of the backboard up... Right. ...you can tell if it's been shot or not. Yes. We can do the very same thing. Uh, just envision a goalpost light that goes off Please. when the ball... And then all I have to do as an official is just look at the knee. Right. But now i got to look at where's the ball, where's the where's knee, the where's the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so if yeah, I can right, remove right. the ball right. element right. and see where the knee is, all this stuff, it's 2023. Yes. And, we, and we're betting on these games. I know. I know. Well, trust me. We're, we, beat it, we beat it to all death. All over it all Sean. the time. We had to a, the point where they tell us to shut up. Yeah. You ready? That's all right. We're not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> In the Eagles playoff game, right. a chain broke. They brought the backup chain out. And it, it was, but it was tangled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of us watching said, 
oh, we've been there. Right. Like our phone chargers tangled. Right. Because you know what we knew? We knew it was going to take 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's all for that drama of pulling that stick. I get it. You got to pull that stick. I get it. So I want to come up with the chain that can't tangle. Yeah, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, the that. fire, you know, the hose that can't tangle. Yeah. Right, right. Like, we they should that. be able to do that. You're yeah. right. We got uh, enough money in the league. I think we, we can, can make go it all day. One last thing, though. I keep seeing that ring hit. You're out of it's balance. The only, oh, the only you're week. out of balance, though. Boom. It's, it's the only week. Um, I know, but I'll, you need yep, another one I'll now. Take it. Oh, we, we definitely need to. Hold Did on. you know that there's no coach who's won a Super Bowl with two different teams? Are you aware of that? I, I, I am aware of that. That's the plan, Mike. There Man, we go. <laughs> it's a beauty. I, I really love this ring. You guys did a great job with this one. It well, really the Florida is. Lee has been on jewelry long before Super Bowl right, rings. Right. And so, and then when Mrs. Benson's involved and it's Tiffany. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a win, that's a win-win right there. She's the best. Right. Does it feel like right. it's been 13 years? Um, no, it feels like it's probably been seven or eight. Uh, but it feels long enough away where here's the one thing about this game. And we got close. You know, we had the championship game with the no call and everything. But on that staff was Mike Westoff and a bunch of other players. And as we get older, you enjoy giving gifts more than receiving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you ever have a surprise? You oh, can't I'm, wait. I'm, 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 I'm at that age, the first time in my life. You're where I can't up. wait to give my family and Where do you see yeah. this? Right. Where do you see this? Right. Or where do you eat at this restaurant? Or where do you watch this movie? And so that that lead in to the Super Bowl is like you guys will never believe what this game. Whatever you think it's like, it's a right. hundred thousand times better. Yeah. And so, part of that exists. Like yourself, you know it. But to show others, like, and watch their reaction, like yeah. what I tell you. Yeah. Like you're yes. not going to remember the first five minutes of this game right. at all. Right. You're going to be like, hyperventilating. Yeah. Bill yeah. said, "Hey, make sure you're calling just base stuff because right. they're not going to know anything for five minutes." Right. And so that's the kind of thing that you look forward to, you know, kind of sharing. Yeah, sharing that, seeing them get that experience. Well, it's awesome. Thanks to Zebra Technologies for giving us Sean Payton today, with also the unexpected plug for Waking Ned Divine, which man, you uh, kill, he's not available today. in theaters, but I'm Cold sure you can find a stream somewhere. If you choose to watch it, I would su- suggest subtitles. Yeah, like, it's know, hard you, to get that accent. Yeah. Oh my god! Right, right, right. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all the it. best to you. It's great to have you back in the game. Great to have you back in the league, and we wish you all the best with Thank the Denver you. Broncos. Appreciate you guys, Sean Payton. Back with more right after this. With the number two pick in the draft, we got a freaking football playing dude now. He's high motor and he's versatile as hell. There he is. You know, they gave out the offensive rookie of the year last night and the defensive rookie of the year, but this guy earlier in the day just won rookie of the year. That's even better. Yeah. It's all it. the rookies we'll in one it. pot. Yeah. He's Aiden Hutchinson and Detroit right, Lions. <laughs> you better. Yes, Hell yeah. I remember meeting with you last year when, you know, it looked like it was set up for the Lions. Right. If the Jags pass. Right. And you pre- yeah, I'm hoping deep down that's how it went. But it just yeah. felt like it was meant to be. Oh, yeah. That you'd be a Lion, and it feels like you're going to be a Lion forever. Yeah, it was also storybook, man. Now I'm, I'm living 10 minutes away from my parents' house and um, taking the same expressway I took to high school. It's just that's it's honestly crazy. ridiculous. The whole thing is wild. Right, and you guys, that's a positive, right? You love oh, that, I right? I love it. I like love some it. people, I think, would be like, man, I didn't want to be back in my hometown, right. but, you know. Yeah. So you're, know. Well, that's why, yeah. you know, you can vacation in the offseason. You can, you can get out a little bit, but, you know, when I go to work and stuff, I'm, I'm home. Right, right. All right, so, like, uh, great year, like Mike said. I, I, first thing is just, like, 
what NFL football? What was the biggest shock? I mean, I know you Michigan, Big Ten, awesome. But yeah. like, what was that moment? You know, after you sang Billy Jean and did all <laughs> that in training camp, yeah. where you were just like, wow, the NFL game's different. You know, I just think there's no real drop off in talent. You know, from game to game compared to college. You right. know, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in the NFL, there's some elite offensive linemen, but for the most part, it's like a very steady steady line across all teams yeah. so uh, i think that's the biggest difference for me between nfl and college is just dude week by week you got to be ready physically right. mentally but like there's no college you had a few games where you're like i'm gonna get yeah, some today i'm gonna like, get a few sacks today yeah there's a big right. disparity between right. teams so you gotta right. you gotta be fighting every yeah. week and you gotta be ready yeah the last game of the season and you know they say in the nfl only one team is ever happy the team that wins the super bowl but you yeah. guys it felt like a bowl game. It did. You it get did. selected to play in the last game of the regular season. You know going in that you're not going to get to the playoffs even if you win. But still, there had to be something special about going into Lambeau Field, knocking them out, yeah. and being able to walk off the field last game of the season as winners. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what I was taking away from it. You know, if, if, we, if we did make it to the playoffs and you, you don't win the Super Bowl, you're going to end the season on a, on, a, on a loss. So, you know, I, I took it as a positive, took it as, hey, we got we, we stopped Aaron Rodgers from making it. We, we won. The Lions right. fans showed up after yeah. that game. That was, was amazing. After amazing. that game was so awful. Right. Dude, it was, it was ridiculous. And that's – I just love our fans, man. And so that whole game, man, it was a great way to go out for my rookie year. Uh, rookie year, like, you go from John Harbaugh – or Jim Harbaugh, yeah. excuse yeah, me. Yeah. To Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah. Like, tell us, like, the first experience, Dan Campbell, were you like, what the hell? What is this? Was it a shock? I mean, his personality is infectious, it seems. I I think it's what he showed on Hard Knocks when he was talking about just when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's a freight train coming your way. That's that's kind of – that's literally – what that's Dan Campbell right there. That's that's him, and that's what that's what he does, man. And that's that's who he is. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's intense. Uh, he, yeah, he is. Whatever you see, interviews, anything like that. That's 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 who he is. Oh yeah. yeah. What was the spark when it was one and six, and it just felt like it was going to be another same old Lions season? What yeah. caused it to flip? I think you know we we came together as a defense, and we really got accountable for each other, and that's something that's not easy to do. Uh, necessarily, not necessarily calling guys out, but every guy saying what they think they're responsible for and what they got to get better at and stuff like that. And just hearing, hearing your teammates say that, you know, it's 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 something kind of vulnerable and it's something that I think it, it propelled us. So was it like a team meeting? Did you have you it was, know, it was players just a play, only a meeting? Players only about? defensive meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who took charge? Some of the captains did. Some of the t- captains got up, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was it was a majority of the guys talking. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Yeah. All right. So for you personally. You know, rookie year, great. What's second year where you're like, okay, I got this off season. I got to hone on, on, hone in on this. Yeah, I got to get a little bit better. What, what is the element you're looking that you got to improve? Yeah, man. I'm. I mean, obviously, I'm looking all around the board. But, I know you are. Um, I'm. I'm licking my chops already at year two. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait, man. I, I. I think more pass rush moves. You're trying to get more powerful. I, I mean, I, anything I, like that. I, I think, what is? I think I got a pretty good pass rush plan. Yeah. I don't need more moves. You don't need that many moves. You're right. But it's more perfecting what you have. Gotcha. And obviously. Um, getting faster, stronger, the, yeah. all, all those, all those little things, but uh, and also focusing on the mental side of the game, the visualizing, the meditating, oh. especially in the offseason. Okay. Did the grind of the year get to you a little bit as like a rookie? Was that a, a tough thing? You know, I know my rookie year, I was right. like, holy crap, we yeah. still got five games left, yeah. right? To be honest with you, it didn't hit me too hard 
Because for me, when I was sitting there, I was so, every week I was so motivated right. to just produce yeah. and keep getting better. And so I, I was so just fired up every week. Right. And, and I know that might sound a little cliche. I got you, but you just, fired every rookie, day like, you went after but like, it. like, you know, when you, if you get a sack in a game, you're like, I want to do that every week. Yeah. You know, you, I want to keep doing that. So I was so motivated by that. But when I was watching the playoffs, especially, I was like, dude, these are long. Like, you play, you, you make it to the Super Bowl? Right. It's a lot of football it, now. Yeah, it it's is. It's a lot of football. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with any frustrations you had to be feeling when, and there are two dynamics for pass rushers. You get held all the time. Yeah. And it feels like the tackles, we watch all the games, yeah. it feels like they get off just enough, just a half second yeah, before into their pass yeah, block never, set. What's going yeah, on no. with that, right? It's it's one of those things in the NFL that's kind of just a thing. And in college, they, they, they'll pull the flag yeah, every time. right. But in the NFL, if I get a little half-second jump, that flag's flying. Definitely. But if they get a half-second jump, it's, well, well, same with the quarterbacks. If the delay a game, yeah. as long as they don't see it hit zero, yeah. it's not delay a game. So, you know, this the NFL is made for the offense. It is. You say that to the refs during the game, though? Like, are you, do you bring it up to I don't them? Even, I don't even fight. If you give up on it's, it. There's it's, no point. You can slam your helmet to the ground, and then your coach can pick it up and give it to you. You can slam your helmet to the ground again, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Joey yeah. Bosa. But that's the, and, you know, others have said it. Max Crosby said it. You just have to deal with it because yeah. that's just the way it is. That, it seems like that's the, the attitude I mean, you I have. I was watching it, and I felt his. I, I felt that same that same feeling. You know, you feel like you're, he was trying these spin moves, you know, wide, wide hands. He was wrapped around him. But, dude, they're never going to. I mean, ninety percent of those when you're going inside, they'll never, they'll, they will never call those. They only call the ones when you're reaching outside and you, you're you're you're. Uh, yeah. Sometimes right. not then. Blatant, yes, blatant yeah, you got to be very blatant yeah. and sell it in order to even get it. Who's right. the, who's the toughest guy you faced this year? Yeah, well, let's hear. It. Who's the guy that shocked you? You're like, I oh, think, whoa. I mean, week one, I, I, we played Philly week one, right. and that offensive line was like arguably the best in the league and even in camp we, I played against our offensive line the whole uh, in the whole yeah, camp so you're, you're I had good. a really good start to my year so I think I'd say maybe Lane I, I wonder I want to play Lane again that was week one I didn't yeah, really you know were, I was getting my feet your, in the ground he's the master so, of right. the early early oh, right. uh, <laughs> departure from the line of scrimmage I know, no doubt oh yeah he's he's real good at that so but I, I definitely am looking forward to playing Lane again. Yeah, I mean, I know. It, I guess it's. It, I wanted to ask you, like, the best team you played all year. I know yeah. they were early on in the year, but I right. guess that would be the best team you played, too. I'd say, yeah, all around, man. They're yeah. so talented. You were know? you shocked by the size of their offensive line? Like, was that a shock to you a little bit? Like, uh, I wouldn't say the size. I would yeah. just say, you just look all around. You look at that whole offensive line. Right. All there's like, no weak spot. There's no weakness, yeah. essentially. You know? right. I mean, they have, what, three or four Pro Bowl guys? Right. It's, it's right. crazy. Yeah. How many interceptions do you have this year? Three. You intercepted Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope you kept that ball. <laughs> oh, of course. Where you is did? it? I kept all my interceptions. <laughs> it's right in my little, in my little case in, in my living room. We saw Penny Sewell make the catch against the Vikings yeah. to ice the game. Are yeah. you doing any lobbying for a little tight end, little put I'm, me I'm out I'm there, all coach? For it now. I'm all, I got some hands. I've shown I can you catch. do have some hands. I got some man. hands now. So you know, maybe. Maybe uh, my MVP year in, in a few years when it's coming up, I'll, I'll get some touchdown receptions. That's how you win MVP as a Hell defensive yeah. player. J, yeah. That's the J.J. Watt model. I mean, he I didn't know. win it, but that was the year he was a real candidate. Yeah. He was yeah, yeah. he was playing some tight ends. So. Is there anybody you watch during the year as far as players, like where you go, let me see what they're doing pass rush-wise? Like, Is there anybody that you study as the season goes on to steal anything from? Or is it just going to happen naturally I, I, I through watching say, film? I wouldn't say any moves because yeah. – there's only so many moves you can do as a right. pass rusher. It's more instinctually watching them and seeing how they get out. It's more like the little things, like yeah. you know, maybe how their stance is, maybe how, how they're leaning this way. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, even the amount of film you watch, you're, you're, you see you're, enough of you know, the guys. You see you enough see. of so many guys. You're, you kind of, I just take little things like, oh, if he's doing that to this, I'm, I'm, I might try that to that. Thing, right. You know, so it's right. kind of like that. It's, right. It's it's not necessarily taking moves. It's more helping my instincts a yeah. little bit. Yeah. What about? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, are you a get Aaron Rodgers out of the division guy, or are you a hey we swept him last year, bring it on again guy? I'm a I'm a whatever guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. If, if I Aaron think the wants to players stay, feel that he, way he too. can stay. If he wants to leave, say la vie. You know. So. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I mean, we know you can rush the passer, but what do you got? What are you selling today? Let's see what you can do this, in this department. Yeah. So I'm here on behalf of Courtyard by Marriott and um, the official hotel of the NFL, and they are showcasing the Courtyard Sleepover Super Bowl Suite. Um, in the stadium, and one lucky fan gets to sleep in the stadium in the suite, wake up on Super Bowl Sunday, Damn. and be the first ones in the stadium. Wow! They, they're overlooking the whole the whole thing, so it's a great deal. That is a great deal. Yeah. Damn! I yeah. should have signed up for that I one. I know. Hey, me too. You me know, too. it was pretty dope. All right, I, last one on the way out. Other than offensive lineman and defensive lineman, right? Yeah. Tell me a guy like, uh, you know carrying the ball, receiver, running back, where yeah. you were just like, whoa, and here's your schedule if you want to look at it, where yeah, you were like, there, this, that guy was the truth, or I had no idea. Let me see. I always uh, love to hear the, that kind of thing from a guy like you. I know you got good perspective. You know who was a sneaky one for yeah, me? Yeah. I missed I missed like two tackles on in the Bears game was right. David Montgomery. Oh, that he's, power he's of those He's one legs, of those guys. Right? He's, so, he's so small. And then he's got the quick. And like, I go to wrap him up, and he's just kind of like, He's so small, and he's like a little bowling ball, right, you know. Right. So I missed a couple tackles on him. So I'd say, um, I gotta get, I gotta get back. You gotta him. get back, and he shocked <laughs> yeah, you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Aiden, I remember meeting with you last year. It was early in the week for us, and we both were really impressed. You had a ton of confidence. You were gonna come in and tear yeah. it up, and you did. We're watching you. It's been great so far, and we have a feeling that the ceiling is unlimited. So we wish you all the best. Congratulations. The NFL Rookie of the Year. Not offense, not defense. Yeah, yeah. Rookie, rookie of the Year. Future tight end of the Detroit Lions. Future <laughs> MVP candidate, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for some guys. of your time. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.